0: Bye. <music>
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell uh, podcast. My name is Zach, uh, joining you this Wednesday for another episode of Shooting the Shit. Um, a little thing that being, we've been tr- we've sort of started, we've had a couple of guests on the last couple of weeks, they've all been jockeys, but we'll probably move around and speak to lots of people throughout the industry. Tonight, or today, whenever you listen to this, uh, we have Nashra Willer joining us, uh, only a couple of days out from riding Eduardo in the big, big one this Saturday in the Everest, so we are very happy that Nash is joining us. It's pretty cool to get one of the jocks on Everest Week. He's um, just ridden like a lot of run, a lot of rides at uh, Warwick Farm today, so he's probably bugging and he's jumping on with us straight away. But doing it with me, uh, Kohai was with me last week when we spoke to Dylan Gibbons, another absolute champion who's flying as well. But tonight we have uh, Nash King.
2: We're talking a bloke that's ridden all over the world. Uh, he's a 66-time Group 1 winner, 66 more than I'll ever ride. Um, I'm pumped. Like it's 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 great time to have him because obviously he's come off a bit of a suspension, an injury stint with his uh, hand slash thumb. I'd love to hear his thoughts about Eddie and the book of rides he's got because he's got a you know I think he's got eight ra- eight rides on Saturday. So I mean, great insight coming into the I guess the the heart and soul of what is spring. Sydney
1: racing. Yeah. And I think one well, everyone loves the uh, ride that he had on Kementari back in the day up the rail and this weekend riding Kementari again in the Sydney Stakes which is a short fave. So because we're we'll asking him about that and wonder if he, if they if get should have taken Kementari, who knows. But um Fuck it, let's get him on. All right, we welcome Nash Willer. Thank you for joining us, mate, on Everest Week. It's um, it's a big ask, but thanks for joining.
0: No, always a pleasure, how are you
1: doing, doing really well. I've got Koei with me, Kohai, welcome aboard.
2: Oh, mate, it's a pleasure to have Nash, and I mean, like I said, uh, pre-record. I guess we would. I'm just pumped to talk to a uh, a, a jockey of his caliber with a, an absolute rap sheet. I mean, he's got 66 Group One wins. I mean, that's enough said. 66 more than I'll ri- ever ride in my life. So yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs>
1: um,
2: mate, I, said,
0: well, I think there's, there's uh, I think it's about 68 actually. I've had a couple over 68. I never
1: count. 68. They count. They count. We'll count those. No, um, oh, but yes, they count.
0: Take you, them wherever you can get them.
1: <laughs> are you getting sick, <laughs> of, sick of the bad weather and heavy trucks and shit you've been dealing with?
0: Oh, it's been frustrating. I mean, um, it's a shame. It's been ruling a lot of, lot of, lot of horses out of contention, basically, and... Um, it's it's all well and good when you've got a horse like, like Eduardo that sort of adapts to anything, but um, you know quite often it, it, it sort of gives a horse no chance of winning. So yeah, it has been frustrating, but um, it is what it is, and you know everyone's got to deal with it. So. I think
1: I think what we what we normally do is go back and talk history and stuff and coming through, but we may as well just start with. Um The Everest, let's just kick it off and just talk about Eduardo and how he's coming through and what the story is. And I think there was like, I think I read a thing with Joe uh, Joe Pride the other day where people have sort of forgotten about Eduardo and a little little bit, like he drifted in the market. Today he's come in, who knows, 13 into eight bucks. But um, he's the only horse in that field that's actually beaten Nature Strip, right? Because everyone is going, we're all just running for second. That can't be right. Yeah, correct. Yeah, no, you're you're right.
0: He's been able to... I, th- I think that's exactly what I said before. He's the sort of horse that just turns up every start, and um, if there's a chink in not only his armour but you know any horse he meets, he, he'll he'll he'll, um, he'll find him out. You know what I mean? So no, look, he has been a pleasure to be associated with right through you know probably over the last bit over two years now, and um, and um, you know I hope he can. I don't know. I don't know about this rule now. I thought they brought in a rule there a while back that once they get to ten, they've got to retire. But I think uh, I think he'll be still turning up at ten years of age and and being very competitive. I've no doubt in my mind about that. I was going to ask you, Nash,
2: I mean, like, he's, he's a nine-year-old and you don't see, I mean, it, it's kind of like a different era, so to speak, at the moment, because nature strips of age as well, and your boy Eddie, he's, he's nine years old, is he just improving year by year? Like,
0: how's that feel, I guess? Yeah, look, he he has definitely. I mean, believe it or not, the first couple of times I rode him, he was more like a two-year-old than he was a a, a six-year-old. So, you know, he 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 was really fresh and hadn't raced for a while, and um, you know, Joe had it jumping out of his skin, and he won one of those Group Threes the first time I rode him. But um, I knew then we had something pretty special, and. And he's just, uh, yeah, every preparation's, you know, the the bar's been risen, and, and he's he he's just adapted and, and gone with it, been able to. And- Clear every obstacle, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And like he's
2: on board. Him, you've won the Galaxy and the Durban Ten Thousand, for example, sake, on a group one level. Like, I mean, come Saturday, he's drawn nine. Had how, how did he feel do, doing that little tickover trial? And I mean, the Concord win was amazing. But yeah, how did he feel in that little tick-over last Friday? I think it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. He felt sensational. He. He, he feels like he's. Um, I mean, it's easy to say, but he does feel like he's as good as he's ever been. So you know, I, that that's you know, even if he's the best he's ever been, he, you know, um, it's hard to say he's going to be better. But he, he's, you know, if he if he turns up there and. Just finds a neck even, you know, um, God, he, he's going to be very tough to beat. I was going to say, tactically, you are still going forward, I guess, from that barrier nine? Is that the plan, I'm guessing? Well, look, he's, he's, his greatest attribute is his cruising speed. He, he's, he's he's electric out of the gates. He, there's no quicker horse I've ever ridden out of the gates, and I've ridden some pretty quick ones. Yeah. Um, so you let him do that, you know, and and quite often he's, he's half a length, three quarters of a length in front after three strides, and um, and it's important to get him into his rhythm where that he's using his cruising cruising speed, which is generally. You know, running quicker sections than most. So we'll just go by feel on that. I mean, if it, look. At the end of the day, if something's leading him, it's because I, I feel we're going too hard. That, that's the only reason. As I said, like with my bike, you know, I'd rather I'd rather him go a bit quicker than too slow. You know, he, yeah. that's that's what he does. He sort of breaks their hearts. So um, you know, but it's, it's, it's a high pressure race. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of speed in the race. So.
1: I'd say. It's it's gnarly, isn't it? Because that's what the chat has been, like the amount of speed in the race with Nature Strip, Eduardo, um, Overpass, Shades of Rose. They're all there, right? They all love being on speed and it could just be a shit fight up front. Um are you happy drawing where you drew last night? How amazing was that barrier draw, by the way? Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, um, full credit to everyone involved there. It was just, you know, sensational. Production, um, yeah. No, look, you know, sometimes you can overthink these things. I, I, I prefer just to ride my horse, and like I said, I, I'll know, I'll know by gauging him how, how how the speed is. I'll just let the rest sort itself of out. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, he's uh, if if he overcooks it with another two horses, I'll he'll run fourth and they'll run second master for mark, mark. That's, yeah. that's what'll happen at the end of the day so
1: um, I'll be very mindful of that nice it's exciting um, the fact that Nature strip, has, Nature strip has just been the talk of the town and to be honest for whatever reason he's on the drift and Eddie's on the way in so it'd be great I love the sparring battles that these two horses have had and uh, it's very exciting to, to be aboard
0: oh, you know they're two great horses and you know, even uh, what you know, sitting back and watching what Nature Street did did overseas, it was you know yeah. you, you take a lot of pride out of that because you know your blokes they're with him. You, you know, like they've been they've been um, having uh,
1: tussles for a long time.
0: Title, <laughs> yeah, heavyweight title fights for the last two years, and it's it's been exciting. Like I, I, you know that that one of one of those times there when I got up and I think it was the shorts when, when we won by a short half head up the fence. Um, you know, I saluted when we hit the line, and then, then I pulled up and thought, geez, he's only got a small head here, I've definitely won, you know. But it, it was that tight that I was actually a bit worried after I'd sort of saluted and that, but <laughs> I would like to see the photo before I, um, yeah, you know, really, really think I won it. But I, I, you know, it was a funny thing, I was sure I'd won, you know, and um, and that's the sort of horse he is, he, he just uh, you know, keeps coming for you, and um. You know, when he gets into a, a bit of a dogfight like that, he, he doesn't let you down. He's always very strong. I was going to say, um, off the back of that, Nash. Like, I
2: uh, you know, Joe better than most of us. After watching Nature Strip win emphatically at Royal Ascot, is there any murmurs of possibly doing something like that with Eduardo? Come, you know, next season, that kind of thing, or oh, is look, that just
0: I'm I'm sure we'd all love to do it, but um. The fact of the matter is the prize money in our own backyard is, is so good now. Um, you just don't need to. I mean...
1: Yeah, why travel?
0: But, but, but still, you know, and I, and it's, it's really, it's it's unfortunate because I, I went and rode Elstrom over in Dubai and, you know, he took me yep. almost halfway around the world. You know, the highlight being the Dubai duty-free, but... You don't you don't get a better feeling than that, you know. It's it's a real, you know, pride, you know, that like you've been able to sort of do it for Australia. But um, and it's a shame, yeah. No, it is a shame. I, I would personally love to do something like that, you know, whether it even be, you know, a sprint race in Japan, like um, yeah, mm-hmm. um, take over Target One or, or, or something like that, because he, he'd be he'd be very very competitive, he'd be damn hard to beat, so he's a sort of horse sort of adapt to
2: the situation he was put in. And now that you've mentioned Elstrom, I mean that two thousand four, two thousand five period. I just want to touch on it. I guess reading it for the uh, the listeners, you won the Underwood, the Turnbull, the Caulfield Cup. You beated, you defeated Maccabi Diva in that Cup. Uh, you go on to the Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup, so forth. So you win three on the trot, and then. <laughs> run great races following and then come 2005 you win the cf 4 st george you come fourth in an Australia <laughs> Cup, and then you go on this absolute world tour. Can you tell us about that? Like, I mean, you, like you mentioned, you won the Dubai Duty Free, which is a kickstart to absolute mayhem. Like, I mean, because you didn't actually come back to Australia; you
0: just stayed uh, with the I, horse. Is that right? I did. Yeah, I followed. In. Oh, oh. It was just a once-in-a-lifetime experience, really. And as it turned out, it, it has been really. I mean, you'd, you'd love to say I'd be able to do it again, but it's it unlikely to it happen. But um, yeah, I did. I, I packed up and, and followed him around for sort of three or four months that we were over there. And, um, you know, I wouldn't change anything, you know, like the horse ran his heart out in every race he ran in. And it was, you know, I mean, when you're traveling like that, you need everything to go right. And possibly, you know, a couple of those times in England, he, he wasn't quite at his best, you know, like just through what he had to do to be there. But, um, Oh, he was good He didn't let us down I think he ran sort of Second and fourth and third and, You know, no, he was tricky. You'd be
2: spot on saying that And I mean In terms of horse And calibre of horse Like where does he rank In your
0: eyes Like I guess In your You know Experience time as a jockey I guess, you know, like really nothing can sort of really replace him as one of my favourites because, you know, we're talking uh, a lot of time and, uh, you know, it was at a time in my life when um, I really needed that to happen. So it's hard for me to say that Piero is a better horse, even though I probably think he is, you know, But, but. it's, it's uh, yeah, very difficult to sort of – difficult to pick between, you know, him more him joyous and Piero. You know, very difficult.
1: What was it like with the fact that these, these horses are still get talked about more joyous and Piero and stuff? Like, what was it like being aboard these ones?
0: Oh, it's, a, <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, when you've got two horses like that running around at the same time, yeah. there is nothing better. You know, it's – it's a game changer. Um, I was in a very fortunate position last year where I had um, Think It Over and, and also obviously Eddie, but, um, you know, you, the devastation that um, I felt when Think It Over had to sort of be ruled out for the next, yeah. next to 12 months. It's uh, hard to explain, but, but um, yeah, like it is. It's a game changer. You've got two good horses. They're sort of different spectrums you know they're not meeting each other in the same race so it's just a fill up
1: let's t- let's touch on think it over then like think it over is um i think everyone remembers one of the one of the main rides like that the ride we're talking about um trying to remember what darren said um do you remember Kyle? I was like this is interesting or something right
2: well i mean one no of the great one thought really wasn't it, oh, it, was one of the yeah, great it no, no one expected anyone to hit the, the grandstand rail like you did, Nash, on that day. And, I mean, it was worth every cent. You know, like, I mean, I think the fact that Think It Over, who was, a, I think at the time, a, a dual or three-time Group 1 winner at the time, um, was at $20 as a punter, uh, was, out, like, outrageous to start with. And then you... You pull off the almighty. I mean, it was a world-studded field. I mean, <laughs> it was remarkable. Like, did you have you reflected? Have you watched that replay a thousand times over? Like, how how's it go for you after winning something like the Queen Elizabeth?
0: I, I reckon I probably have watched the replay a thousand times. Um, you know, uh, and it's still thanks sure, to you know the ears in the back of next stand up. Um, yeah, uh, it was. Look, it was amazing. I mean, Terry done a tremendous job with the horse. And, and you know, we really thought we were on track to win it. And the rain kept coming, kept coming. And it sort of – I just tried not to let it dim me confidence in the horse and what he can do. And, um, and look, to be fair, probably on the day, I think I wanted to be about three to five off a fence in the straight, in the home straight. Uh, the good horse in front of me that um, – Zaki, I think it would have been. Yeah, Zaki, no? Zaki just uh, sort of took me out a bit wider than I wanted to when we straight. you know, because I was pretty happy to sit, sit sort of deep down the side there. And when she sort of came out to me and put me out in the ground that I thought it was a little bit, in, you know, in, in Superior, I, um, I, did, I wasn't even a... Uh, something I thought about. It, it was just something I did, and, and you know, I did know I was better out there, but it was so far to get out there. That was the trouble, and I thought, well, I can't win here, so I'm going to go for it. And
1: so you just did it on the fly? Yeah. Just, just thought of it on the fly? I'm just going to go here.
0: It was, it was dead set, not even a half-second think about it. It was just I did it yeah. yeah. <laughs> there. it's amazing.
1: How good. I'll drop the call into this. One so we're talking about so I'll add the call underneath us, but when you think of this race... You're beating Animo, I'm Thunderstruck, very elegant, Zaki. It's fucking amazing and, like you said, devastating yeah. that it got ruled out.
0: Yeah, look, it was, yeah. I mean, but thankfully, you know, he, he, the, the horse himself, he, he's OK. Um, you know, Kerry's rap with how he's progressing through his rehabilitation and, um, you know, fingers crossed all looks good for the future. But, um, you know, the important part is the horse is good. Uh, and touching on
2: like getting great Booker rides and trust from trainers like Kerry I mean I want to just kind of revisit uh, a little bit back in the past I mean you've written 305 winners or thereabouts for Gay Waterhouse and I guess more so I want to hear the t- uh, Tony Nernan side of things but regardless like how important is it for someone like yourself who's averse and travelled overseas and come back to return into a good book of rides through trust- trustworthy trainers like Gay and Tony how does that feel as a jockey?
0: Amazing um, you know and you know it's Speaking about Tony and he was he was sort of the first trainer to walk up to me at the races when I had the arse out of my pants and and, and Ed said didn't know where I was going to get my next winner from, and and he he sort of um, saw something in me and talked me into going down the morning to ride for him, and said he'd, he'd be very loyal to me, and. Um, at that time, if I couldn't make the weight, Damien Oliver or Stephen King, it, it, it sort of ride when when they were fifty-three or four, and, and and I'd sort of get straight back on him and they got my weight. So for him to do that through that period of my life, which was sort of between twenty-one and, and, and probably twenty-six, or probably a bit less, 20, 25, it was quite quite amazing, you know. Um, and he and he instilled confidence in me. <laughs> At that time I had none.
2: And, like, uh, revisiting Tony, uh, I mean, you... He's only had one Group 1 winner, as still to my knowledge anyway. Uh, he could have more. But, uh,
0: no, he's had a couple. No, he's, he has had a couple.
2: Yeah, he's had a few. He has a couple, but you've ridden one for him with Pia Vonick in the Manicato back in 2001. Like, how special was that? And on top of that, I mean, to add to it, I guess, you beat Sunline, who's an absolute superstar, and Falvalon, who became a superstar. Like, yeah. how special was that moment?
0: Uh, it was pretty special because um, you know we had a mare that was well. She wasn't um, she wasn't the most friendly little thing to to ride. She she had a few scalps under her as far as um, tossing jockeys off, but um, she could gallop. She was only little. She was absolutely tiny. Actually, she was smaller than Eduardo, but um, yeah, she just had a real big little heart and loved, loved the valley. That was, that was probably what it came down to. She she just thrived on that valley surface and, um, yeah, we sort of rode it quiet there that day and someone was up on the speed, sort of chopping up with a couple of others and, and, and we just sort of sucked through and it all opened up at the right time and the way she went. and I think that was my first Melbourne group on as well.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it's just remarkable. And, like, to put two lengths between you and Sunline, I mean, I would have to go through the record books to check. But, I mean, not many horses have done that. So she is one special big-hearted –
0: well, I think – was she a philly back then or a mare? I I'm not, uh, not sure, she was a, sure. She would have been a mare because she had my weight. But, um, yeah, look, she she put the writing on the wall with start before. I think she won in group two at 50 to 1. And um, and then sort of, we 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 just knew that she just sort of continued to thrive, and um, and we sort of you know knew that the chance of winning one of those big ones was was around the valley, and and just while she was in that rich vein of form, and and thankfully um, it all fell into place on the day. And I think she was big odds that day too. She was sort of once again sort of twenty-five or thirty to one, but um, so she wasn't really was a bit of an underdog, but she just just got the job done a few times there in a
1: row for us. Do you remember your first group win? Um, was it Bolter? Yeah, my first group one was Bolter. Huge! Yeah. How was and, that?
0: And I, I think I think my first group winner was over in Adelaide as well. Remember?
1: What was that like? Like you, I'm just, How long was that um, coming to? Like, since you'd been riding, how long did it take? Group one.
0: Oh, it took a took a while. It didn't didn't happen quickly. I think I was about twenty three. Um. I'm sort of pretty happy to tell you know some of these young kids my story because it, they sort of get get down on the fact that they probably haven't had an opportunity you know coming out of their time and things like that they feel like they they're, they're going nowhere but it's it's a matter of working hard and sort of sticking at it and turning up with a smile on your face and. and getting the job done you know but it it took till about 23 and I I think from memory Tim White rang me a couple of weeks before the race or or 10 days before the race and said would you like to go and ride him and I said yeah I'd love to because I'd rid one of the couple on him beforehand and um and um, I, I just sort of said, would the owners be happy to pay me flight? flight? And, and he said, oh, I don't think, don't think so, I, said, I won't be able to come, <laughs> I'll, I'll go to Tarelgan. And um, anyway, must have got the better of him. He rang back an hour later and said, oh, yeah, they have paid the flight. So ended up going thankfully and yeah
1: he he won it sort of 90 to 1 I think it was that's huge that's amazing and like you just said these young fellas like get a bit down on themselves and just have to work hard but there is no better time to be a jockey especially these young fellas coming through prize money wise Um, you know similar to when we were talking about to Dylan Gibbons and he was mentioning you know his dad has told him how how blessed he is to be starting his career now with the prize money that he's you know gone through and compared to what his dad had gone through but when as as a teenager were you Pumped? Was that what you wanted to do? Were you always just like, I'm a jock, that's it?
0: I, I, I was, and that's probably what kept me going. But to be honest, I, I, I was, um, a bit sort of at the point where I was a little bit unlikely to keep riding the weights. It's basically, determination that keeps you in the game, you know. Um, mm. And you know, and then I found as I got a bit older, there was a few things that sort of helped me along the way. That brought in the vest and, and sort of gradually sort of put the weights up a, a couple of kilos and um, that made it that little bit easier.
1: And what about your young um, bloke? Your young bloke, you're happy with him getting into it and how he's going?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Look, he's, um, what's he, ridden probably 130-odd winners. And, That's and, crazy. You no, know, it's, uh, it's something that he's always wanted to do and... You know, he's he's at he's at the stage where I'm, what I'm just talking about in his life at the moment. But as far as you know, with his weight, but um, I'm sure if he hangs in there, he's gonna have, he's gonna have a really good career. You know. I just
2: wanted to ask, how does he find a, the time to be, I guess, a greyhound trainer as
0: well, Nash? Uh look. With, with um, you know, we have a a bit of time on our hands, and it's it's important to sort of have a few good um, hobbies and things, you know, and and so forth, because um, it's actually quite good that he's he's got something that he's he's got a passion about, and you know keeps him busy. He's working down there on his little farm, and and um, that's helping his weight. Yeah, look, it's, I, I think it's real positive, actually. And, and, and it gives you – look, a lot of the kids, you know, and I was just saying, you, you, you're that hard about it at that age that it sort of absorbs you a little bit. And um, having something that you enjoy doing just, just to take you out, away from it and I mean, I guess
2: when you came back to Sydney racing, like, I mean, was the choice of coming to Sydney easy? That's what I want to ask. Because I mean, obviously, is it safe to say that you're a Victorian-based, like you were born and bred kind of Victoria, and then all your family's down there, especially Campbell nowadays as well, like how was that choice kind of come about to go
0: into the Sydney room? Yeah, it was funny really because I I had planned to obviously kick off in Melbourne and um, oh, just just a small thing that sort of happened along the way. I I, I, I had a six week what, six week window to, to sort of get fit, ride and track work, and I wanted to make or take full advantage of that. And and basically um, there was a bit of a hold up with the paperwork so that I couldn't get past to come back when I when I was basically cleared. So. I actually rang Mr. Van Gessel the night that I was told that and, and just said, Do you mind if I come to Sydney and write a bit of track work and trials? And and he was sort of said, Absolutely, yeah, we, we've already had a chat to you about it. And, um, you know, you, you're more than welcome to come up here and, and, and kick off. And, and it was basically just going to be for a couple of weeks to get fit. And, yeah, once I got up here and, and just sort of got a feel for you know, what could happen if I if I worked hard um, you know, there was it was gonna be very difficult for me to go back.
1: How do, you, um, how do you handle, I've spoken to some of the others about this, how do you handle, I guess, racing and especially racing media and stuff can be quite critical about rides and things like that. Um, one that speaks to mind is the ride on Kementari, right? So you up the rail and I remember everyone had an opinion. Everyone said, it, some people said it was amazing and ballsy and bravado and whatever. And some were saying it was silly and stupid and whatnot. So how do you, do you just block this sort of crap out? Like, how do you deal with that? You've been in the game a long time.
0: It's got, to, it's got to be a little bit water off that. track. I mean, I, I, you don't do something like that if you think you're putting anyone or anything in danger, you know, yeah. especially your horse or, or, or a fellow rider. But, you know, I mean, to be fair, I, I, I don't think I did, but, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a game of inches and when Josh, Josh's horse did shift that couple of inches as I got in there, that's, that's what maybe brushed the rail and, yeah. you know, the rest is history. Like, it's it just... Uh, but, um, yeah, I thought I, I
1: knew what I was doing and, you know, um, I do all something for to do it. So it was – I guess I guess it's something you – really. Yeah, and is that how you deal with most things throughout this career? Because, like I said, like it's a weird profession you're in because everyone has got an opinion, right, and because there's so much money involved in that sort of stuff, you must be people's best friend one day and then someone's enemy the next uh, and all that sort are. of shit. Yeah. like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just, look, it's important and it's held me in good stead over the years. I mean, I try to have my own opinion on whether it's track bias or, yeah. or um, I don't feel like I'm under pressure to be in a certain spot on the track that I don't want to be. And if I get it, the horse doesn't win. And I feel I've still got it right. even. If, yeah. You know, they might be saying, no, he's come up inside. We, we." You know, everyone's winning eight off the fence. Well, if, if I'm if I'm on the fence and it's and they all win an eight off the fence, I feel it's because it's there's a reason for it, you know. Like yeah. it's it's and I, I can live with that. I mean I, that's my choice and that's where I felt it was the best ground, so I've gone there and um, that wins me more races than loses, you know. So
1: yeah, and so it's, it, you guys go out there to win. You guys are as competitive as hell. It's not like you go out there to ride ever ride a bad ride. So and like I've said, most times bloody most dangerous sport in the world having a bloody ambulance follow you around every day. So people have got to remember that. There's a lot of dickheads in um, especially social media and media and stuff when it comes to that sort of gear. Um, yeah, well, look, there's a lot of lot of people too that, you know, obviously want to have a crack at you and they don't put a,
0: their own name to, yeah. to the, where they're coming from. So, you know, it's pretty, it's a pretty low act. Eh? But, um, you know, i I'm sure it does affect some of the young kids coming through. I've That's what I mean, yeah.
1: Yes. Well, you probably didn't have to deal with that sort of shit growing up at their age, right? Like, you got, you guys are older now and a lot of you are older and don't have to just water off a duck's back, like you said, but the likes of these apprentices coming through, Dylan, Reese, you know, a bunch of others, they live and breathe social media. They're probably on their phones seven hours a day flicking through. It'd, it'd be a different world yep. for them, I think, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, it would be, for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I think... Um the Apprentice um, schools and that now that they've got good point, you know, that was like Corey Brown looking after him, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure that's sort of yeah something that they get right into, you know, it's and it's important, you know, it is for
1: them, yeah. They do the same and, thing in other sports, don't they, Coy like league and stuff for that,
2: 100%. Like,
0: it's it's
2: it's the fundamentals nowadays, like, it, even in like, uh, you're a teacher by trade on your off days, so yeah, like it's it, it's all about teaching the kids what the real life is actually about. And, you know, like social media and everything else is a part of it. So it's kind of ingrained and in part of society and culture, that kind of subject. And, I mean, you have, to, you have to bear the weight of it and how to cope with it. And there obviously has to be the right help associated with it, which I think the uh, – Racing New South Wales, in particular, they do concentrate on that. With someone like Corey Brown doing all the apprentice schools and so forth. But I was yes. just going to ask Nash. I guess the the Sydney jockey room, more so. I wanted to touch on is you've been in many jockey rooms around the world. Like, how does it fare, and is is it one of the strongest in the world? I guess, like, with your
0: like expertise and your your background. Oh, I've got no doubt in the world it is. Yeah, you know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's it doesn't get any easier, I tell you. There's, a, there's some good younger young riders coming through too now as well, so. It's tough, but the rewards are there. You just sort of, um, you know, you got to keep turning up, and it keeps you. It keep, I'll tell you what it does do. It keeps you at the top of your game because you, you've just yeah. got to be. You got to be hungry. <laughs> my word, for you
1: If you weren't, if you let's say you hung up the jockey jockey boots next week, what was what, what, something you like to do? Have you got an idea what you'd like to do after riding? Do you just retire and play golf? Or what's the? Have you got any plans?
0: For for me, I, I'm I'm still so focused on me riding. Yeah, it's something I don't really try to delve too much into I guess just, I, I guess maybe
1: focused, but. I, I guess maybe if you never became a jock <laughs> do did you, did you have any other plans growing up thinking that I might be a trader, I might be a teacher at oh,
0: uh, it, school I wasn't I wasn't the best but I I, I always loved me um, practical work you know whether it be woodwork or um Sheet metal or, or any of those sort of trade type things, you know, I was always quite good with my hands, but um, You know, I, I guess I, I've always one day I'd love to train um, Yeah rode for as long as I have and seeing the change in the, in the landscape of, as far as You know how trainers can sort of cope and get horses and, 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 and get a kick along. It's not easy and um, You know, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I guess I could I I could put myself in any stable in in Sydney or Melbourne and and sort of get a real good sort of couple of years sort of education yeah to sort of help help take me to the next step at, at some stage. But to be fair, I'd probably even if I um you know what what's sort of in the back of my mind is sort of buying a little farm here you know down in Melbourne somewhere and and just um, just pre-training a few horses and that for for, for mates you know because yeah. um, I, I that's, you know I'm sure I'd, I'd do. Do well with that sort of thing, and, and, and it's probably you're not under the same pressure and you're still earning the wage. and um, Yeah, good point. You know, you can buy and sell a few or whatever. Um, there's a lot I can do. There's yeah. a lot I can do, but it's just um, right at the moment, I, I guess, you know, yeah. I probably should be, should have more in place. but
1: Fully focused, um, though, mate. Still got these when, the am, big green yeah, ones yeah. to win.
0: Well, well, well I can
1: um, do this, so I'm just going to do it for as long as I can. Sweet. Um, Coey, should we go over some rides this weekend unless you've got anything else? No, I was just going to say, off the back
2: of that, Like, is what's uh, what's the race that's eluded you most, I guess? Um, obviously, yeah. you're still yeah. fit and healthy. You're primate, you're riding. Um, yeah, what's, what's the one race that yeah, you'd love to win before you retire? I guess the Cox
0: Plate or Melbourne Cup, really. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, the Everest and... and Golden Eagle would be sort of on the agenda here as well. Um, we can sort of slowly get through those four. I'd be I'd be pretty happy.
1: If we if we said if I said to you regardless of prize money, let's say they were all exactly the same, what what's the one race that you'd love to win?
0: I've I've always had a great love for the Cox Plate. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Everyone you know, says
1: Cox Plate, don't they?
0: Yeah, it's um you know like I guess. It, and, and, you know, that's why it's so disappointing We think it over, going to miss. I mean, he's beaten yeah. that field last year there in the Queen Elizabeth, and and that's no mean feat. I mean, the Queen Elizabeth, for me, is right up there. You know, it's um, one of our best races. But, yeah, to, to take him down there and, and sort of, you know, being a great chance this year would have been something special, I reckon, but um, thankfully I've, I've picked up a nice ride in Mowoonga anyway, so we we'll see
1: how we go. I'll be down there, so that's good. Um, all right, let's go over a couple of races this weekend before we wrap up. Um, we'll touch on a couple. Amadi ah, in the first. Um, you're aboard. I think James has had the ride the last couple of times. Um, do you know much about this horse? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I haven't done anything
0: to do with it. Um, I really don't know how um, so much I can
1: tell you about that one. So you're you're in the Craven, you're on Surf Dancer. This was a great win last start. You're up against um, Cascadian, who's bloody was a really good last start as well. But I think Regan, from memory, was on the on the horse last time at Rose Hill. Um, really good ride. It's a good one to pick up.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I thought he'd be a terrific ride in the race. I um, actually rode him work on Tuesday morning and he gave me a great feel. He, he seems to be sort of really um, thriving in his work and and enjoying it so oh it looks a lovely race for him he's a horse you know on the way up we don't sort of no, no, where the where the glass ceiling is yet, but I'm I'm sure he's sort of up in this grade, for sure. You you got good success over the Craven. Well,
2: obviously we think it over last year because I think he did the Craven into the Rose Hill Gold Cup, which you did the double on. Um, after the work you had on him, uh, I'm assuming you're just going to step it forward. I don't think there's too much speed.
0: No, look, he'll he'll bowl forward. Yeah, yeah, he'll just yeah. Um, you know, and we'll try and get him in a nice rhythm and find the best part of the track and, um, yeah, look off his off his work as I said, and you know, and what he did the other day, he's definitely going to be a competitor.
2: I don't know if you've booked a ride on Cup Day yet, but is the plan to try and stick on him for the big day, so to speak? Yeah, well,
0: I'm actually very lucky. I've got a great manager, Liam Pryor, who um, I just have full faith in him that he that he sort of have all that sorted for me, and he he does, you know. So. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that'd be a, a great little, um, you know, uh, trophy at the end of the end of the preparation to be sort of aiming for for him. You're Nothing right. wrong with an
2: inaugural big dance. Let me tell you, <laughs> two million bucks. Yep.
1: <laughs> um, Coey, you're the Kosciuszko man, and Nash is aboard. One of the greats and handle the truth,
2: mate. Ah. Uh- I genuinely, how can you not love this horse? And I mean, you've you've had an affiliation with this horse for well. This will be his his fourth time going around. You know, he's done. He's won. He won on two thousand nineteen, and he's come fourth and second subsequently. And yeah. this year, he's six fifty, which is a great price, I think. Uh, I mean, barrier six, you must be happy, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think everything's um, been spot on with the preparation. He's had two really lovely runs, and. Um, he'll be peaking now and really, to be fair, what, what he did first up was unbelievable. Um, sort of only yep. sort of finished in four lengths off Eduardo and yeah, the other day in the shorts where he's finished there working home, he, he, he just seems like he's at the top of his game. So, yeah, really happy with, you know, being able to retain the ride on him and, yeah, how lucky can you be that I've been able to sort of ride him Yeah, he's in, amazing. In lot of, four of them, you know, amazing.
1: Um, Sydney Stakes, you're aboard a special K, you're up against, you know, light. it's obviously, um, before I even go into it, did you think that Godolphin may have gone with Kematari? I know that a lot of people would like to have seen Kementari in the Everest. They've gone with ingratiating. But did you ever think they might have gone that way? I was praying he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <sort> of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but look, yeah, he was super the other day, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, really was that, that was probably that as good a race he's ran in his life and um, who
1: rode the other day was it Timmy
0: yeah Timmy rode him and he, he yeah just he just kept finding the line and was against those four horses that yeah. you know were always going to be in the big race so yeah no he's in super form and um, he'll handle the conditions of the track he, he, he seems to I've already won a couple of tracks where he hasn't. he's lost confidence in the run um, and he's a bit of a confidence horse, but he seems to really thrive at Ramwick where he um, gets a bit of footing and, and uh, he just loves that. So um, perfect race for him. And it's a damn hard race, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, a, it's a good race for him
2: like Barry 11 where would you I mean Kevin Tari's pretty versatile when it comes to where he wants to sit whether it's a good draw or a bad draw like coming down at 11 would you be looking to kind of settle midfield one out kind of thing or what, what are we thinking the well, that's that that's, kind of a,
0: day? that's 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 where you'd be aiming definitely <laughs> yeah. um you know, I guess if he can be a pair further forward than that, even better. But, yeah, he, he sort of generally steps quite well and, and he can sort of find a position just behind the main group of leaders and, and um, then he gives you a terrific kick off that. So that's sort of where we'll be aiming. We don't obviously – anything can happen on the day. If you, if you happen to step slow, that's going to make the job twice as hard. But, um yeah. The only time he's been a little bit slow out was at the Gold Coast, and on that occasion, the track was rock hard. He just—I think—he made his mind up before the race that he he was going to go. So, yeah. So, and and, yeah, no. Look, he'll just—he'll just just hopefully just get into a nice position there, somewhere, somewhere in behind the leaders, sort of (laughs) four to seven lengths off. him, I, I I would imagine.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll run well. Um, we can we can skip the Everest. We've gone into depth there. Coy, do you want to touch Silver Eagle? Silver Eagle.
2: Uh, Silver Eagle. I mean, another royal blue runner. I think one of three on the day for you. Velana, yes. uh, nice little four-year-old. Seems handy. Drawn. I mean, midfield. Like I mean, Barry. I not bad at all, really, in in skim things. But I think she seems like a real versatile upcomer. Any thoughts about it?
0: yeah definitely um sort of gives you the impression it gives you an impression that he's sort of on the way up you know like what he was doing in in uh queensland there was really really good i, I thought the, his form up there was terrific and um you know obviously sort of on the south pacific on a really heavy track and so he's got the right form um his Stradbroke run was Terrific really. He just you know, his two barrier trials have been terrific and and, and he should be very competitive. I know he'll you'll sort of be able to bounce and, and take up a position and the leaders there somewhere and um you know, I'm sure you'll he'll, he'll, he'll run a terrific race.
1: You brought um Kinlock later on, I think it's the five diamonds. That's, uh, what are we thoughts? Can he is he how's he going, do you know? Um yeah, no, look he's I
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, I won the Provincial championship on him.
1: Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Last
0: year, and uh, to be fair to him, that day he was—he came from the outside gate and um, quite deep in the run. Although probably the track was chopping up on the inside, so I sort of – it wasn't sort of game over for us. But basically, I, I sort of had no luck down the side there, and I was a bit concerned. And I had Huey inside me. He sort of pushed out and got going, and and I was able to sort of slot back in behind his. Behind him and, and get a card up until the furlong, and, and that, that was probably the only rest I got in the race, was sort of from the 500 to the um, 300. And I just sat tight on him and, and, and sort of produced him at the furlong. and He did a marvelous job to win, so and, and he does handle the conditions, so he's another really good ride in the day.
1: And uh, what have we got in the angst, you got Honey Creeper. How's it going?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, she's um, certainly proven, if not at that level, even at, high, at a higher level. So you know, although she's not probably at the trip, she 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 enjoys just yet. Um, you'd expect her to run well, sort of fresh over a mile. And you know, I think um, she's she's sort of ran well before with a, with a freshen. So I don't, I don't know whether that holds her in good stead for for that trip. But yeah, she's got the class to be
2: very competitive, put it that way. That's, that's what I thought as well. Like, I mean, I think um, last start, she was actually, I, it took my eye. It was very eye-catching. Fourteen hundreds, way short of her best, to say the least. She steps off to a mile. I was just going to ask, I guess, barrier three. She's a little bit of a backmarker herself. So, like, I guess, is the plan, I guess, do you step forward or do you just let her run her own race? I, uh, yeah yet, yet to come I guess
0: Yeah I, I think with a horse Like her It's important to sort of Have a comfortable I mean you, you, can, you can say Oh we'll try and go forward Because that's You know Whether that's The pattern of the day Whether whether it's very hard To make ground But you sort of Get into the last race You're probably just hoping A little bit They overcook it If that is that is the case and, and you know As long as you've got her comfortable she'll be, she'll be She'll be hitting the line I mean The fact is She's only sort of Got beaten a length and a half First up over the 14 So Pretty good indication she's. Got
1: Going well. All right, it's eight, you eight. eight rides on the weekend. Um, hopefully, we're not expecting too much rain. I hope. I know that uh, the trucks obviously got pounded in the last couple of weeks, but um, Coe, have you got anything else?
2: I was just going to say, excluding Eddie in the uh, Everest, who's who's the ride you're looking forward to the
0: most? Uh, well, it's a it's a funny thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm. I'm it's a, you know, it's one of those days where it all comes together, and you're looking forward to all of them. Um,
1: yep, looking forward to the day.
0: You've probably got an indication that the first race wasn't the most important one, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I think, um, you know, all the rest of them, I'm really happy to be book of rides on the day and um, hoping, hoping you, you've seen them like beach balls on the day, which I'm, I'm sure I am. I've done all the groundwork to get there and, um, and um, we'll be very competitive. And, and I'm sort of on horses that are pretty adapting the wet too, which, which um, holds me in good stead.
1: Days like these is why why you do what you do, right? These are, these are the days you live for.
0: 100% yeah, yeah. If, you, if you don't turn up on the job on a day like Saturday you, you're in the wrong caper
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright mate um, thank you very much for joining us I know it's um pretty big week like you said you've got a lot of homework to do before Saturday but um we it means a lot to us for joining us mate
0: No pleasure Zach Th- thanks Kelly and um, yeah best of luck with your, what you're doing there and um, yeah no, it's a pleasure to be on good well, talking to you thanks, thanks Josh.
1: we'll be out there Saturday we'll give you a cheer home mate we'll see you <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rob. Right. Bye-bye.